Hey guys, thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by the content. Our vision is that we link people to Christ to see them set free, healed, and empowered. Thanks for letting us be a part of your journey. Come on, somebody say, take courage. Powerful, isn't it? So we are kicking off this new year with a sermon series of Unchartered, right? And Unchartered means that there's grounds that you have not been to yet, a place that you have not gone to yet. And God has put on my heart personally and and for this ministry to go to places we have never gone before and to do things that we have never done before. And, And so often we want restore and renew. Re only means to go back. And some of us don't need to go back to nothing. We need to be looking forward. I said, God, what is it that you want next? And those things that you have experienced in your life, even your losses should be considered wins. Why? Because God was working for your good. And even the times where you received those unanswered prayers, that was God looking out for you. But I realized that as there are open doors and opportunities that God sends, there's also doors and opportunities that don't come from God. And there are assignments that are sent out to deter you and to distract you from what God is trying to do in your life. And we have to get to a place, as we will be discussing today, is take courage. Today, this message is going to impact one of two people. One is the one that God is trying to use, but you have not stood up up to this point. And the other, God has been trying to warn you, and you have not been taking heed. You're going to be one of two. So if we go to the book of Acts chapter 27, it begins with the author. He's explaining to us that there are Roman officers that are taking uh, these prisoners over to go visit with Caesar. There was some uh, judgments that were going to be made against them. And Paul, the apostle Paul, was one of the individuals that was on this ship journeying with them. And as they uh, continued on, they were confronted with the storm. Somebody say a storm. How many of y'all have had some storms in your life? How many of y'all got some storms in your life right now? How many of y'all don't ever want to see a storm again? Somebody shout amen to that. I knew I'd catch everybody at one point or another. And so four things we're going to learn today. There was a voice that stood up that was ignored because of the lack of position. There was, or everything was lost in the storm. Number three, gained favor because of who was, who was with them. And number four, navigated from carnal desire. And so we get to Acts 27, verse 9, it starts with this. We had lost a lot of time and the weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officer about it. Verse 10, men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And so as they journeyed on anyway and they took off and set sail, it looked good at first. And the winds were really light, but all of a sudden, in a moment, in a moment's notice, everything began to go a little cray-cray. And the storm was so strong that it began to throw everything overboard. 
all of their cargo, all of the ship's gear. And then we get to verse 20. It says, a terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Have you ever been to a place where all your hope was gone? Verse 21, no one had eaten for a long time. Some of y'all can't eat for five, don't eat for five minutes and lose your mind. And you get hangry. Do you get hangry? Do you get hangry? I don't know if these folks were hangry, but they had not eaten for a long time. And finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you have not listened to, if you would have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete, you would have avoided all this damage and loss. Verse 22, but take courage. Somebody say, take courage. None of you will lose your lives. Phew. Even though the ship will go down, verse 23, 4, last night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but he will be but we will be shipwrecked on an island. And so if we look at the context of all of this, they're on this journey. Paul had given them a warning sign. He could see what was ahead. There was a storm uh, developing. It was brewing. Paul could see in his wisdom and in his discernment that it was not good for them to set sail. And the very thing that he stated began to happen. But... But God, in his sovereign way, sends an angel to come and to speak to Paul and says, listen, exactly what you said would happen has happened, but I will spare every single life on ship, and although everything will be lost, not one life will be touched. Isn't it awesome that, that because there is one person amongst you that has an amazing favor over their life, you are still standing? Some of y'all ought to be gracious or grateful for a, a praying wife. Wow. It went, it went, it went, yeah, to you. Some of y'all ought to be grateful for a praying mama. See, it is because of the favor of someone around you that you are still standing on your own two feet here today. You are not here because you are all that and a bag of chips. Some of us have done some things that our ship wrecked, our cargo was lost, all of our gear was gone, and we were getting ready to experience loss of life. But all of a sudden, because of who was around us, God brought a favor that was attached to them into our own life. So this portion of the scriptures for my take courage people. See, when, when people don't see your value, they dismiss your voice. When Paul was only seen as a prisoner, although we refer to him as an apostle. See, they could not value the word that he was bringing and the discernment that he was communicating to them. Why? Because the value that they saw was a prisoner shackled up uh, who was about to go stand trial and potentially lose his life. And so who was Paul? And so as a result of that, we can fast forward to current time today. Don't worry about what other folks value you or see you as. We must stand up and function and operate at the, the level 
level that God sees us, not at the level that other people around us see us. See, some of us hold ourselves from speaking what God has told us to speak. Out of fear. Well, they won't receive me. Well, who am I? I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet. And so why should I open up my mouth? And oftentimes we wait to try to get people around us to validate us. We've become a people that are more people pleasers than God pleasers. We, we, we try to get into a room and we feel the room out and say what we think people want to hear. We try to control and to manipulate an atmosphere rather than doing what God has told us to do and speaking what God has told us to speak. And sometimes what he's trying to tell us to tell others, it doesn't feel so good. We can't have a message that just tickle, that tickles people's ears. Why? Because people will come into an atmosphere just like this and leave the same exact way. There's a little word that we believe in, and it's called anointing, and the anointing breaks the yoke. Are you here? Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so if there's an anointing in the house and God is flowing through that anointing, you may hear some things that rightly divide truth and will cause you to engage in a way to say, I better ship up or God is going to ship me out. And sometimes that doesn't communicate well. It doesn't matter how well I say it, brethren. Today, I'm here to tell you that some of y'all are in sin. And what awaits for you is dark and fiery. It doesn't matter how I put it. <laughs> some of y'all think like, he's talking about me. He's talking about me. I'd rather say it in a, in a demonstrative way. And, I, and this is how I will communicate it to do. There is a storm that you are heading into. And if you set sail, you will get to a place where you will lose more than you care to lose. And I know that you don't want to start over, but you will. And I know that you don't want to go through the storm, but you will. But if you set sail and you continue on the course that you are on, the winds will take you to a place where you do not want to be I will prophesy that to you on today I will be the voice to stand up and regardless of whether you see me as a sinner or a saint as a pastor or a prisoner I want to tell you a message that God has given to me and laid on my heart that if you continue on the trajectory that you are on you are headed to damnation that sounds tough and a message that oftentimes we don't want to hear today. And I'm not setting damnation on anyone. And I'm not trying to bring fear upon your life. But I'm setting a model. Well, what is that model, Pastor G? That I need to stand up and do what God has called me to do. And so do you. And sometimes that message is, listen, you got to get up and you can't sit there in your depression. Sometimes you are the messenger that says, listen, you can do it. You don't have to stay at that place. Sometimes you are the messenger saying, listen, God has put a book in your belly and we got to begin to write this thing together. See, we have to stand up and be a voice regardless of how we feel others may view us. See, there are some storms in your life that you don't have to go through if you would just listen to wise counsel. 
if they would have just listened to Paul, right? Paul told them what was going to happen. Have you ever uh, experienced something that somebody told you that you would experience, but you had to go and do it anyway? Anybody by the show of hands? If you're over 20, you ought to be raising both your hands and both your feet. (laughs) But we do not have to, we don't have to go through these storms. We don't have to go through all of these heartaches and this crisis and this chaos. Listen, there are times in my life where I've had to start over and I realize that why did I do that to myself? Or some of us would be like, the devil came in and no, the devil didn't do nothing. It was all me, y'all. The devil didn't have nothing to do with it. Can we be practical? But sometimes we just be like, spirit this and that. No, it was you. You did it. You said it. You went. You answered the call. You showed up. You, I don't want to get too graphic, but you done did it. And God will give you a warning, but what voices will you listen to? Will you listen to the voices around you? I have voices in my life, and one of them is my wife, and she's right every time. I cannot stand it. I'm here to testify. She even threw it in my face just yesterday, Tina. She said this. She's like, you know I'm always right anyway, so go ahead and do this. And I'm like, I couldn't even say nothing. I couldn't even argue back. I was, you ever just argue and you're in too deep, so you're like, I'm just going to stand my ground. I almost did. I almost went there, but I decided not to. But people have given me warnings, and and I'm here to testify that I'm probably like 60, no, about about 30, 70, right? 30% of the time I don't listen, 70% of the time I do listen. So it's all right. I'm doing better as I get older in my wise age, right? And so, and so, but if we would just listen, right, to the voices that stand up, that's one thing, but you have to be a voice that stands up on your own to be able to be a, a voice of wisdom to others I know some of y'all be looking in the mirror and be speaking stuff and then leave and don't say a word y'all real bold in the car when somebody cuts you off and you got a lot to say in your car when you on your way to work you're talking about all of your co-workers and all this stuff and what you wish you could do if you won the lotto but then God gives us a word and all of a sudden we become shy See, we're more concerned on living under under the identity of what people see us as rather than the identity of God. See, in life, there are going to be some times where you're going to get some no's. And if you are living for the identity of man, a no will derail you and cause you to quit. But when God has shown you the end in mind, you might get a no, but it doesn't stop you from you reaching your destiny. You may have to take a right turn and a left turn and you might have to go up hill and down the hill and you might have to go around the corner you may have to honk your horn a couple of times but baby you know where you're going but when you live for the value and the identity of what man tries to put over you the moment that someone tells you no you give up and you say see I knew it I'm not qualified I can't do it I can't go there I'm not able to and we wind up getting ourselves to a place where we weren't heading we weren't heading in the direction of the storm but all of a sudden your ship turned around and then there are those people that don't listen for the warning. And they set sail anyway. 
See, Crete, where they set sail from, its translation is flesh and carnal. And oftentimes what happens in our life is that when we set sail, it's because of a fleshly and a carnal desire. There is something that you are seeing as a benefit to your flesh and it feels good. And so you head in that direction. But I want to let you know that there is a difference between the peace of God and it feels good. That it is miles of a difference away. And sometimes we give in to the it feels good rather than is this Holy Ghost inspired. And it's very difficult to, to, to have discernment and desire in the same sentence. But oftentimes you see something you desire and all of a sudden you lose all discernment. That's so good, y'all. That's so good, y'all. <laughs> the moment that you see it, you don't even think about, God, should I have it? Is that for me? No. You're like, ooh, I want it. I got to have it. And all of a sudden, it doesn't become a want. It becomes a need. It doesn't become something that, that is, is Holy Spirit inspired. You, you're thinking to yourself, like, I got to have it. This is going to level me up. Wait till they see me now. Wait till I post this on Facebook. Wait till Instagram following catches this one. And we lose sight off of discernment. Why? Because of desire. Now, God will give us what we need, and he will also give us the desire of our heart. And so, but, but it is impossible to love God and desire things of the flesh. What do I mean? Sometimes we chase people that, that ain't for us. Might be desirable. Are y'all here? There's adult message now, adult content. She, he might be desirable, but it ain't God. Not all money is good money. Not, not every relationship is for you. Not every, and when I say relationship, I'm not just talking about intimate boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance. I'm talking about friendship. Like, not everybody's going to where I'm going. Not everybody can be my friend. We can say, what's up, or how we used to do back in the hood. The next level is a hand gesture. It's like, to just. Not everybody can go where it is that you are going to. We cannot allow things to be birthed in our heart and all of a sudden when it's birthed in here, it becomes something that we are now chasing after and we chase so much after our own desire and we set sail from this carnal place that we lose sight of what God truly intended for us. And I've learned this, that in my following God at 100%, God has superseded any desire that I've had. He's speaking in tongues. <laughs> How many of you have found yourself at a place where you've set sail from Crete? And you're needing to do an assessment of your life. Even right now as I speak. How many of you have heard the warning signs but you've ignored them? How many of you, the sirens have been going off, but you felt like this is the direction that you've needed to go? 
and you're experiencing the storm increase its winds little by little. And God is saying, I'm giving you some time. I'm giving you some time. I'm giving you some time. I'm, I'm lending you some time. But we ignore the time. God is saying today, you got to turn that ship around. And get to the place where he is desiring for you to be. See, the ship that they were on, that the Romans initially set sail on, it took on too much damage. And they wound up uh, uh, now getting onto another ship that was a grain ship. It was all about business. How many of us are just all about life's business? See, we are stewards of this life, and we are caught in the threshold and in the middle of, of the spiritual and the physical. And the Bible says this, that first the flesh and then the spiritual. In where it says that God looks at the outward or the inward, but man looks at the outward. And so we have to navigate the two. As you're doing your daily bidding, don't lose sight of what God has called you to. Some of y'all have a voice. You're saying, well, Pastor G, that's very keen of you. Yeah, I got teeth, I got lips, I got a mouth, I have vocal cords, I speak. Sometimes I talk too much. But are you saying the things of God? Because one will bring life. And the other, damnation. Begin to stand up. And be the voice that God has called you to be. And take heed to the warning signs. Some of you, your marriage is set sail from Crete. Some of you have been going to all the wrong places. And doing all the wrong things. And you set sail from Crete a long time ago. But I encourage you on today to grab on to the signals that God has been sending and the voices that he has been bringing around you and walk according to his will, his purpose, and his way for your life. In the name of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. Father, we honor you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for being here with us on today. God, you are good all by yourself. You sit on a throne, Father God. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. There is none greater and you have no rival, God. We realize, God, that some of our desires have potentially clouded our sight. But God, we pray that you would clear the route for us. Lord, that we can be in partnership with you so that your will is accomplished on this earth, my God. Let us be who you say you are. Let us be who, we, who you say we are. And believe that, God, with you, the best is yet to come. If you're in this place and you're saying, you know what, I need to give my life to Jesus. I've lived my life all upside down and I just...
I don't know what to do, but I hear that this Jesus fella can bring me the hope that I need. If that's you and you need to accept Jesus into your life, just slip up your hand right where you are. Is there anyone in this place that would say, I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life? Perhaps you're here and you've fallen away and you're just kind of like, man, I haven't been listening to the warnings, but I'm ready to rededicate my life. And I'm ready to start today. Is there anyone in here that would say, you know what, today I recommit myself to your way. I see those hands. Thank you so much. God, I pray over those that are in the room that have just raised their hand. God, I pray that you would allow them to fall in love with you deeper than any time before. God, that they would be able to walk, Lord, alongside you, not with a lack of courage, my God, but that you would give them the boldness necessary to do what you have called them to do in this hour and in this time. God, I pray for those watching online that may have prayed this prayer. And I pray right where you are that you would allow the presence of the Lord to consume you and be with you. And that you would do all that he has called you to. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone says, amen. Can we give God about three seconds of praise? Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to take a moment to share this and tag us as we are on all social media platforms at The Linked Church. Our motto is, why do life alone?